Hello and welcome to the Mantelligent Podcast. This is the show for guys and all about guys. Have you ever struggled with feeling behind the curve in basic man intelligence? Well, that is exactly what we're going to help you with. On this week's show, we will discuss a man's guide to guns. The world of firearms can feel very overwhelming, but after listening to this episode, you will be armed, pun intended, with the knowledge to enjoy guns safely and responsibly. Let's get it started. So we are back again with another great episode. We are very excited about this one. We have a, a great topic and a fantastic guest. Before we bring on our guest, let me bring back on, as always, my co-host, my compadre, Reed Primetime Fisher. This has been the longest time waiting to get back. And I know it was only a week, mm-hmm. but it was a very long week. I know. Reed was, last week you Moving were buying the house. Goodness. It was... We're still working through it, but I'm glad to be back, Johnny. I am glad to have you back. So this week we have a very exciting topic, and we have a very exciting guest to talk talk to us about our topic. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Uh, Dustin Hackler is our guest. Thank you, Dustin, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you all for having me. Uh, like Johnny said, name's Dustin Hackler. Uh, I'm excited to be here, and, and uh there's just so many different things we can talk about with this topic and ready to dig off into it. Okay. So, again, we're talking about guns today. And as a disclaimer that um, I feel like is probably important to know, a lot of people are very opinionated when it comes to guns, whether they're pro-gun or anti-gun. That is not going to be what the focus of this show is going to be. However, it's important if you do want to, if you're interested in guns um, and you're wanting to kind of get into it, it can be a very uh, overwhelming uh, process. And you go to the, you know, to the the gun store, and it, it can just feel overwhelming. So for those that want to get into it, the most important thing is you get into it knowledgeable and and you're safe with it. So. And we're going to talk about some of those topics. But if you are completely anti-gun and hate guns, maybe skip to the next episode or something like that. Because we're not going to get into the political aspect of, of gun ownership. Uh, we're just going to talk about just gun safety, gun gun facts, and all that sort of thing. I think an important thing is to always be learning, though, right? So yeah. you don't have, like, when we... When we go over uh, beekeeping, let's say, maybe I don't want to get into beekeeping. Maybe you're allergic but to maybe bees. Maybe I can have a good opinion and I can talk yeah, educationally exactly. about bees. Okay, so so we're going to go ahead and get started. Dustin um, ha- has a fascinating background when it comes to guns. Uh, Dustin, kind of talk to us about some of your experience with, with this particular topic. Yeah, so um, growing up, um, I, had, I had parents who weren't big owners of of weapon weapons weaponry Um, weaponry, yeah i never um i I was the kid who um was always fascinated but uh the 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 mother my mother uh the saint of the mother that i had there she uh she wasn't on board for it um so i actually didn't fire a weapon um of any sort other than i had a bb gun um and i'd I'd messed around with it a little bit but um, i didn't actually own a any sort of weapon until um after i was out of the marine corps and that was my first purchase of of an actual weapon of my own um so i didn't uh my uncle 
my uncle had, had shotguns and stuff like that. Um, when I was about eight years old, I went over there for the first time, and, and he had let me shoot one. We shot a Folgers can off of a post or whatever the case was, and I just fell in love with it from then. And then from eight all the way up until, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, I'd always I – was, I was just fascinated with it, and I wanted – just, just having – having that power in your hands and uh you know it, it was just always something that i wanted to you know i wanted to wanted to own a, a firearm or uh just wanted to learn more about them so um i wasn't a real big hunter throughout my childhood i'd never really been hunting i mean dove hunting um things of that nature but um everything kind of kicked off after my you know after i was 18 years old and really was able to do my own thing and kind of be be an adult for myself and and that's that's kind of what's interesting about your story i feel like is because you didn't start with your love of guns due to hunting and i think a lot of people that get into gun ownership it starts with hunting and that is one of the reasons why i thought that you'd be a great addition to the show because you're started in the marine corps right and and so talk a little bit about your time shooting weapons and, and learning about that in the Marine Corps. Yeah, definitely. So I, um, you know, other than uh, a shotgun and a BB gun um, before my 18th birthday, those, those are really the only weapon systems that I shot before I joined the Marine Corps. Um, I joined the Marine Corps and then I was introduced to, you know, M16, M4, and then your Beretta uh, 9 mil pistol, things of that nature. Um, but it just... Uh, th- that was really um, kind of a kind of a turning point. Cause I, I I mean at 18 years old I was I was an adult I could do whatever I wanted to you know Mama couldn't tell me I couldn't have a gun or whatever the case was, um, but it just yeah I, it, the first time I actually shot ever shot a rifle was in 2010 um, September at Marine Corps Recruiting Depot in what was originally San Diego but you go to Camp Pendleton to do your all your field stuff, your rifle qualifications and things of that nature. So that was the first time I'd ever actually shot a high-powered rifle uh, was in 2010 in Camp Pendleton. And then you just kept progressing from there? That was it. That was just like the first. I remember being, you know, laying in the prone position on my stomach, you know, staring down at three, four, five hundred yards and just being scared. Yeah, I was, didn't really know what to expect. Um, it was a whole new experience. I think I'd just gotten my wisdom teeth pulled out. Um, so my cheeks were puffy. Uh, this is all within like the first couple weeks Wait, of, of boot camp. Wisdom teeth pulled out, puffy cheeks, yeah. shooting gun. Yeah, that has that's your story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's story like I was, good. I was. Okay, keep going. I love it. it. No, I love no, there's, it. I mean, that's that's a whole other segment. Just just the wisdom through. teeth going yeah. straight from wisdom teeth yeah. to shooting rifles. Well, it's funny with the wisdom teeth deal. Like it's, um, you don't go to like a. I mean, you don't have like a dental appointment or anything. They literally, like, your information, and they're like, you know, Hackler, uh, Rambo, or Rambo. whoever. And, you know, just calling out names, and then you're going, and you don't know where you're going. And they take you to the the dentist, and they uh, give you uh, Novocaine in your cheeks, and then they start hacking away at your wisdom teeth. And they are you like? I thought I was here for a haircut, and the next thing yeah. you know, you're getting wisdom. Yeah. Teeth. What is this? It's All right. We'll we'll get back on track because I could talk to you about wisdom teeth being pulled all day. And you're you're like as you progress, I think it's important for everyone to know what they're dealing with here because I have had the awesome opportunity to go to a uh, to go to a range with you. Now we still need to go shoot rifles, but I've had the opportunity to go to the range with you. And let me tell you guys, he is the real deal because why? 
pointing at you no one can see because <laughs> yeah. of your what you did what your yeah. uh, you were right uh, uh, yeah so i was uh yeah i was Jeez, a, you uh, left me on a limb there that was, <laughs> was radio silence hey uh, I was a Marine Corps marksmanship uh, instructor, you know, so I taught, uh, I trained Marines, uh, requalification and newer recruits or whatever the case was, how to effectively uh, shoot their, their rifle or pistol if they were, you know, officer officer ranks or whatever the case is or any rank above Lance Corporal who was coming through the course to be a uh, combat marksmanship trainer. Uh, how to effectively use their weapon and how to teach the the recruits or Marines uh, how to effectively put rounds or rounds down range on Perfect. target. So so we got that he's obviously qualified, right. and we got and I I can personally vouch for. Him. Have you been? Have you been? Yeah, you've been yeah. with him. Yeah. We, yeah. you we we can we can vouch for his uh, ability and, and and capability to speak to this topic. And it's yeah, it's and you're teaching people that have to be proficient because their lives depend on right, it. So it's definitely. not just, you know, a bunch of people that are uh, going to eat at Payway and then heading yeah. over there just to get, you know, yeah, a couple just, of lessons. Yeah. And you're talking to people that, like, that they need to know because they're, again, their life depends yeah, on it. So, life or death. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of jump in. So now we know this is this is a guy to listen to. This is this is someone that, that knows what he's doing. So let's, uh, let's jump into kind of like the broadest... Um, kind of entry point into the world of, of guns. So what are what are kind of the three basic types of, of guns that people just kind of need to be aware of? Yes, I mean, obviously um, a rifle, either whether it be a, you know, a semi-automatic rifle or like a deer rifle, a pistol, um, semi-automatic pistol, revolver, or even a shotgun. You yeah. know, those are the three big, um, you know, uh, weapon systems that that you can go to Academy or Walmart or Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever the case is and, and pick up pretty easily. Okay, so let's start with shotguns because yeah. there's three kind of main categories, and then within those categories, there's a lot of variations. There's a lot of things that people, whenever they go to a store and they're looking at it, they're going to be needing to make a decision about. Right. It. So, talk about the difference, or, or talk about shotguns for a second, kind of kind of dig deep into that. Yeah. So. Um, with shotguns, you have a pretty wide variety of gauges. I mean, you got everything from 4-gauge, 6-gauge, 8-gauge, 10-gauge, 12-gauge, 16, 28, you know, the 410. Um, and then you can you can really do a whole lot of damage with a shotgun with just some pretty basic, you know, uh, there's just not a lot to it. You know, the fire mechanism, pretty easy or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, so the... You can definitely change, you you can modify it with it still being legal in a sense. Like you can change the chokes out or whatever, and you can kind of change your spread out of the way the shot pattern is going to work. What what does the choke do? So the choke is, it just changes the pattern of the diameter of the shot pretty much. You know, that's why you have a lot of guys illegally sawing off the barrels of shotguns or whatever for closer range type of whatever they're assaulting and they think they need a, a... sawed off shotgun for it but yeah but yeah i mean um as far as uh as far as shotguns go um and as uh, the gauges i didn't know that it went all the way down to four. Oh, it's uh, crazy so it's crazy. obviously the lower the number the the more that guy's going to kick right is that the easiest way of understanding yeah what yeah it is? so as a general rule you can use a larger gauge for smaller game um however selecting the shot and the choke size is it can be critical because um, i mean you can have a a larger gauge for smaller game but you know if you 
if you take the choke out and you're shooting, you know, 12 gauge or whatever, it's just gonna, it's just gonna scatter. As soon yep. as it leaves the barrel, it's just scattering. Um, so if your target's, you know, if, it, if it's a, it's a dove, for instance, it's flying over and you're like 20, 30 meters away and you're using a big, big gauge, no choke or whatever. Like as soon as it leaves the, 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 the projectile leaves the muzzle, it's just splattering all over. It's just going in wild directions. So, um, yeah, you can definitely, uh, definitely use a choke to your advantage. Uh, you can use a smaller gauge choke, um, or no, a smaller gauge uh, round, and then kind of tinker with the choke a little bit to make it more effective, you know, because yep. you don't want to be shooting at uh, whatever whatever it is you're shooting at with a 410 at 50 meters or whatever. I mean, you're not going to hit it. You know, yeah. there's just, there's, there's just it's no way. It's too spread out. Yeah, definitely. And the choke is just, for, if anyone's ever bought a shotgun, the choke is, you know, the thing that goes into the muzzle. Yeah, it just kind of screws in there. Yep. You know, you could you could take it out yep. essentially so okay and um so the what is the most common type of shotgun that most people have not not the best necessarily but kind yeah of the, most, the easiest to, to procure for i mean anything yeah you could go and buy a, i think at 18 years old you can go buy a 12 gauge shotgun you know is that kind of the most common that was my first gun to purchase you know when i got when I got back home, what I was, was it? What was brand? Remington My twelve man. gauge. Yeah, it was just black, and I think I paid a hundred bucks for it. It probably wasn't worth a flip of beans, but it was mine. You yeah. know, and I knew how to use it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, uh, I'd definitely say probably, I think at a, any name brand store, it'd probably be your your cheapest bet as far as a twelve gauge. Twelve gauge. Yeah. Okay. So I own a twenty gauge. Right. Am I just? I'm just. It's still a good gun. Uh, it's just I'm a little bit more limited in right. my capability. Right. Versus a 12 gauge, you can spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I would I would put um, I, I wouldn't I mean the gauge definitely it it affects the the length or the blow or the kickback or whatever the case is. But um, as far as one to 75 meters at roughly 80 meters, just depending on what you're shooting. I mean, it's all pretty much. It's all pretty much the same. Uh, it just the how far the projectiles go, gotcha. pretty much, you know, and how far the kickback is. All right, so let's talk handguns. Okay. Because I think that uh, a lot of people that are wanting to buy a get into shooting, the the easiest to just go to a shooting range is a handgun. Right. And there's a few different categories. So talk a little bit about handguns. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, so your most popular handguns would be either revolver or semi-automatic. Um, that's uh, it yeah, and, and there's 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 two different um you know there's reasons why somebody would own a revolver there's reasons why somebody would want to own a semi-automatic you know as far as um you know the revolver is going to be a lot more um it, you'll be able to shoot a wide variety of rounds through a revolver you know you could go anywhere from uh you know 22 lr all the way up to whatever there's like a like a 70 something it's just crazy you can do a lot more with with the revolver than what you can with a semi-automatic so uh, your revolver is going to be more uh, less maintenance you're not going to have um you know any it's sort not of, like springs and things like yeah that that it's just it's about. it's it's like a pencil sharpener you know it's just it's it's basic it's it's a cowboy gun you know type of deal and they're and they're cool to shoot they're really cool to shoot do you uh, like re, do you like revolvers over semi-automatic uh, 
I you probably own more semi-automatic, I'd assume. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they're fun to shoot. They're just not. Um, it, it's not logical these days. It just Whoa. doesn't make really any sense. It's a hard How many times do you want to like grab it and like and spin thing. it and then flip it back That's in? I mean, I'm Doc Holiday. Right. I'm with the teacup. Sure. With the little. Yeah, can. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just uh, they're they're fun. Uh, I I couldn't personally, I couldn't see myself carrying a you know three set three fifty seven wood mag or whatever the case is yeah. every day just because you know you're limited. You're not dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, I'm not dirty Harry. Um, you know, you really limit yourself to five or six shots, and then your eighth source of um, uh, protecting yourself is throwing the throwing the revolver <laughs> at somebody. You know, because you don't have time to change them out yeah. it's not call of duty you know but uh no but moving on to the semi-automatics there's um there are you know there's pros with that i mean you could obviously carry uh, a lot more ammunition in the magazine mm-hmm. um and they're they're faster you know they're you know, single action double action things like that okay talk about that what is single action and double action so single action is just uh like with the revolver it's just one um it, it just one swift you, you can when you're when you're pulling the trigger to the rear um it kind of it you can feel it cock and then you with the single action or the the double action i'm sorry um you can bring it all the way back to the rear. so there's there's two motions in most revolvers as far as single and double actions <clears throat> uh, you can bring it all the way to the rear and then you can fill it chamber whatever the case is um but with your semi-automatic most of them are going to be single action it's just going to be one swift move to the rear and then uh, some of them are going to have to where you can just come off the trigger just a hair and then it'll rechamber and you can pull it back to the rear and then keep putting rounds down range okay oh and uh there's a lot of different uh calibers when it comes to handguns right so talk a little bit about why and at some level it's to each their own i'm sure right but what is what is kind of the best overall? Again, people that are listening to this are going to want to buy a gun that's kind of has some has some utility. What is, in your opinion, the best calibers to go with? So my way of thinking has always been, uh, it ha- however crazy it sounds, I've always wanted a um, a firearm that was pretty pretty popular. Um, you know, if the into days or whatever i wanted i wanted a weapon system that i could find ammo for pretty pretty easily you Boy, know nine days we're gonna we're gonna have fun with that one no yeah. it's you know, I know it's where just, you're going with we'll this. lean keep, into that keep firing away it's Pardon just uh <laughs> yeah it's just that's always kind of been my my way of thinking uh but no i mean as far as it it's it's really it's crazy uh, that could be a whole another segment as far as calibers of you know different uh rounds for pistol even for rifle you know you got everything from 22 lr 380 9 mil 40 45 10 you know there's 5.7 38 special 357 mag sounds like peyton manning at the line mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah there's just and those are just basic there's like you know over 80 different yeah calibers so what's the what's the best are you thinking nine millimeter or I, 40 caliber or something like that what, yeah what, what I, did you say i mean i've always been i've always been partial to nine mil you know um, is that what you used in the mil in the military yes yeah i was a uh, beretta f92 nine mil um and it was just 
you know, I'm partial to it, obviously, uh, but I haven't really found anything um, to compare to it. You know, it's, uh, you know, the stopping power is not there. You might have to put a couple more range or uh, rounds down range to really get what your ultimate goal is, but it's just, it's just smooth firing and, and there's, there is recoil, but it's nothing like you're going to see on your, you know, your 40 or your 45 or, mm-hmm. you know, anything bigger than that. So that's kind of, it's, it's fun to shoot. It's fun to shoot. What handgun has the biggest kick to it? <sighs> I, Desert Eagle? Yeah, I would say a Desert Eagle. Have you seen a Desert Eagle? No. It looks only like on, a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why. It would be fun to shoot. Because it's I don't, 50 caliber, right? Yeah. I don't know how you would go. Like, the muzzle would be at your, or the, the front side post would be in your forehead. Like, yeah. you would have a huge ding in your forehead. I just, it would be fun to shoot. Um, How scared would you be to shoot, like, right before you pull the trigger? I think I'd be I'd be worried about, like, where to put, like, do I, where do I put my hands? Like, yeah. I put one hand on the pistol grip. Kind of like the a Talladega like Nights sort of thing. You know, yeah, I, don't I don't really know what to do, what to do with, hands. with my hands. No, it's just, it, it's just a, it, it, it's, it's crazy how, have you seen one? No. Again, only in a movie. Yeah, they have them at, like, um, the gun range down the, down the road here, and they have two of them sitting in the, in the case, and that was really the first time I'd ever seen one. Yeah. And uh, this one, I don't know if they come in different sizes or whatever, but this one's like a sawed-off shotgun. It's huge. Yeah. And I'm thinking, who would want to buy that? And there's no way I would want – are you going to carry that? It's like a novelty <laughs> yes. something, you know? It's probably more for gun collectors. No, definitely. And, Absolutely. So so one thing he said to me whenever we were – whenever he, he's helped me look for purchasing handgun, um, he talked about the value of aiming right is more important than the stopping power – uh, or something along those lines. So, like, the if you if you if you can after a first you know after your first pull of the trigger, get back on target faster, then that's your goal. Versus mm-hmm. the first one, then it, let's say it got this giant kick, and then you're trying to get back on target again. Right. You're you're not doing any yourself any favors. So yeah. I think that's something that you told to me, which was really interesting, and just the ability. I mean, heck, if you're going to go to the range. I like that nine millimeter option because ammo is cheap. You're yeah. not blowing a, because yeah. you know where, what's the best way to get better at anything is practice, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things I'm sure you're going to talk about and why you got to the stage that you got elevated stage you got is practice, practice, practice. Right. Absolutely, it's cheaper. It's a cheaper hobby if you buy a more an easier to access ammo. Right, yeah. definitely. So the next one we're going to talk about is rifles, and I, f- I feel like in some ways this is kind of near and dear to your heart because you, you like to build out yeah, rifles and, and that sort of thing. So let's, let's, talk, let's talk rifles. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, there's, where do you want to start? There's just, where do you want to start? There's millions, and there's just, like, you can literally, it's like, a, like an avatar. Like, you build yourself on a character. You can literally mm-hmm. do anything. Do you do that very often? He I does. Mean, you look like a guy who does avatars. A different, uh, <laughs> different segment there. I but, can't uh, see Dustin uh, going on to some uh, type of avatar game and making yourself with a guitar on your back. and He I've, would. You'd do, like, I've a got, jean jacket, wouldn't you? You'd do, like, a T-shirt and a jean jacket and, like, I've got three little girls at home. Boots. You'd be surprised what my Roblox avatar looks like. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Good for you. Okay, so talk. Uh, so talk. Uh, start general, and then we can kind of get more specific. Yes, yeah, so, I mean you've definitely got your you've got your long rifles that are more so for deer hunting, hog hunting, um, just sport. And those are kind of like your more bolt action. Yeah, just you, you know, put the round in there. You right. chamber. Yeah, thirty thirty, or you know, 
243, whatever, 270, things like that. Yeah, like a cowboy gun, 3030 or something like that. I love my 3030. Yeah. That's my favorite gun I'm jealous, ever. Honestly. I know, it's a great I gun. I really want one. Um, you can't have it. But <laughs> you make a trade? Or no. Can we do? No way. No okay. trade. All right, good no deal. trade for you. Not good deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've you've got your you've got your long range guns, and you've got your semi automatic, um, you know, ARs, if you will. Um, essentially, um, AR just meaning. Um, what does AR mean? Automatic rifle. No, come on. Definitely not. It means definitely not. So it's actually it's actually a brand of of a rifle. So the first person to ever uh, make an AR type rifle. Um, yeah, oh I'm man, he's it. he's I googling. He's googling it, it folks. It. <laughs> he had it. We, now he's go- he's got nervous and he's googling it. it. Hold up. No, it's it, can, I'm, can I? I'm gonna guess it's an instrument. Let's go ahead. Automatic rifle. No, it come on, it's a, It does make sense. It no, makes sense. Rifle. This no. is like some. It's gonna, gonna be like. Think? It's gonna be like Aberdeen Rothschild is the you know what made it. That'd be really cool. Yeah. No. And there's different types of ARs, right? Yeah. So it's a it's Arma light rifle. They were the first ones to come out with the um, AR style rifle uh, back in the back in the 1950s. So I like automatic rifle. I yeah. mean, yeah, to each their own. Whatever, whatever. What is the difference in the the the? Because because also, you build um, Armadine rifles. Uh, not that particular brand, right? But I think mine are probably a little bit better. Is that like saying any soft tissue is a Kleenex? See this. Have is really you used good. Have you used one ply versus two ply? Kleenex, toilet paper. Toilet. We're going TP. We're going. T- uh, yeah, two ply is way better. Okay. So you can go to Academy and buy one ply, and then you can come to. Man, that is a good metaphor that we got going. Whoa. Get some two ply. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, we're not selling your ARs on no, this I'm not. show, I'm just, Jack. I'm just saying. But if right. you'd like to, you can you send your credit card on, over uh, too. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's talk about what different types. Because I, I was, uh, I thought it was so cool to. We were talking about the ARs that you were building, and go figure. He figures a way to throw a nine millimeter magazine on an AR, of course you can do whatever you want with it, but talk yeah. about ARs for a little bit. Yeah, no, so there are so many different things that you can do with ARs. You can literally customize them completely as far as the uh, legally, I mean, you can buy illegally different, you know, barreling. Which we're or, Yeah, we're, we're completely legal here, completely legal here. But, uh, but no, yeah, you could, uh, it's, it's much cheaper for a consumer to buy and 80% lower, which is your lower is your um, it's your magazine well, it's your trigger assembly well, uh, pistol grip, things of that nature. Um, you can buy those a lot cheaper and then essentially build your own gun, gun for a fraction of the price, what you would um, go into your local outdoor store or uh, wherever and buying one for whatever the crazy amount is, you know. So you can, you can have a... Um, because we're talking thousands. Of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevlar upper, uh, uh, poly upper, lowers, aluminum. Uh, it's just that that this market, especially, so it kind of fluctuates. You need to really figure out. It, we're in a crazy time right now, so gun prices are crazy expensive. Yeah. yeah. So wait until I mean, if you got the money, great. Go ahead and spend overspend for for a weapon system. But if you can hold off for just a little bit and wait for pandemic and all that stuff. But what if the zombies come tomorrow, Dustin? Well, then 
I would say pick up a bat, oh. throw some throw some, some nails, long nails and bob wire through it. At that point, I mean, even if you buy a gun now, good luck getting ammo for it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you're just buying just the the weapon system and using it as a, a, a bat if it's a rifle or a brass knuckle. So here's a, a question that I've I've had. So there's AR. 15 right mm-hmm. and then there's ak-47 right what did what rambo is, use i think he used an ak yeah so one's american made one is like is it russian russian okay yeah what's his what what does it stand for automatic rifle <laughs> yeah no that being yeah. said um that was the most horrible russian accent <laughs> i've ever heard in my life <laughs> i was trying to do vodka but that sounds horrible too. yeah man no all, all right, right. So the AR, so the, hey, the is it kind of the same gun? It's just two different yeah. manufacturers. Yeah. So that being said, I've done I've done a lot a lot of research on um, like right now when you're the doing difference it? between the two weapon systems, AR and AK. Um, it's honestly sad because the the AK gets a lot more. It gets better reviews for sure. Really? Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's a better made weapon system. Um, there's videos of. They're running these these AKs over with tanks and burying them and like just putting them through who knows what. And then they're um, they're digging up, they're pulling them up out of the muck and the mud, and they're putting mags in the in the uh, magazine wells and they're firing right away. Hmm. Versus your your AR, which is you know you, you gotta you gotta rinse it off with water and then um, try to send around. There's just a lot more. There's a lot less flaws with the AK for sure. Than what, what is the, is the AR? The American military. Predominantly, if they're going to use any sort of rifle like that, it's going to be ARs, correct? Yeah, definitely. And I don't know if it's just contracts or money or whoever whoever's right. building them. Um, I know my AR, I, I, and I don't know who. They weren't ghost guns, but they didn't have brands on them. They had serial numbers on them, hmm. uh, but I don't know who was making them. There wasn't a name on the bolt or whatever. I just are you, are you allowed to buy AKs now? Yeah, you can buy them for sure. You you can you can legally own an AK forty seven, especially okay. in Texas. Yeah, definitely. Especially in Texas. Yeah. So is that like how much? How many rounds are in a, one of those banana clips? Like Rambo. Oh, it just had. depends. I mean, you can go. So we need to be a little bit more realistic about. No, we don't. I think Rambo reloaded one time the whole movie. Yeah, and he had one <laughs> hand out while the other hand was shooting. The saying, other hand on Get the barrel, or and, yeah. and yeah. another hand uh, shooting an arrow. That's right. Yeah. And another like, hand definitely. with a knife. Definitely, a lot uh, of hands. It's just, I mean, so typically you're going to be anywhere between ten to thirty to sixty to even drum rounds as far as magazines go, holding upwards of a hundred rounds. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine holding a hundred rounds and trying to put rounds on target yeah. consistently with it's going to be a little, bit, oh, yeah. be a little heavy crazy. towards the front. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, you're just doing it for fun. Okay, so let's let's jump into so we I feel like we have a kind of good idea about the, at least the three different guns. We're going to go a little bit into depth about shooting and gun safety and that sort of thing. Before that, overall, somebody goes uh, to the gun store. And they want to they want to just own a gun. What would you recommend as the very first gun to kind of get it get it going? I mean, I would say if I'm if I'm Joe Blow coming off the street and I'm worried about whatever the world's throwing at us at this point in time, never shot a gun before, I would definitely recommend going to a gun range and just seeing if you can rent a gun rent a pistol, rifle, something, whatever, and just getting a feel at it, you know, having somebody there who is trained, um, who 
knows what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, um, I would start our I would start off at a, a lower caliber caliber um, like a twenty two twenty two all day. I mean, my my girls have that's what they learned on. Um, you, you you don't want to. You don't want to psych yourself out and then come up and you're shooting a 357 Win Mag for the first time and mm-hmm. it just blows right out of your hand and hits the yeah you're glass. Probably, you're probably not taking the, a second shot. Yeah, at you're that not point. you're not going to do it. So it definitely need to you need to be able to crawl before you walk, walk before you run type of deal. Okay. So I would say definitely the smaller caliber caliber before you really start and that, that's going to help you with your efficiency as far as getting shots on target as well. Yeah. You know? Um, not really anticipating that trigger pull, and because if you shoot a you know 38 or a 357 win you know win mag for your first shot, um, that one shot's going to go off, and then I put a 22 in your hand, and you're mm-hmm. going to be expecting it to to kick. So you're going to be anticipating shots. Your shots are going to be all over the place, and you're you're going to be scared. Yeah, honestly. So there's a big difference between 22 and 357. Interesting. What about um, what about home defense? I I I would wager that what's the best gun for home defense is a pretty regular Google search that people have. Yeah, I feel absolutely. like that's a really good uh, question. What would you say is the best overall gun for home defense for someone that that's important to them? Multiple. Oh, multiple guns. So you always need to have, you always, it, it's, you need to be in the mindset of having, you know, what if I can't get to that one weapon or what mm-hmm. if I can't get to this one? Um, I think ideally, uh, most of the time for home defense, um, most people are breaking into your home or but doing whatever they're going to do at the, in the middle of the night. So um, I think uh, tactically a, a, a pistol would be lighter. It'd be, you know, it's not going to be as loud as a shotgun. Um, but if somebody's in my home and if you know where all your kids are or whatever, your wife, whatever the case is, I would, I would, be, I would lean more towards a shotgun. You're going to mm-hmm. cover more ground, closer closer range. 12 gauge, 20 gauge. I think if they're in your home, it doesn't really matter, you know, unless you live in a mansion. Um, I mean, I could 410. I mean, it, once I hear the, you know, cluck cluck or shook shook, whatever the case is, it's, you know, you're shooting birdshot, buckshot, whatever the, you know, whatever whatever it is, yeah. you're, it's, it's, it's only going to take one shot. Have you heard of the deal where, the first one is like a rubber bullet or something like that. Or last one's rubber bullets. First one it, it goes uh, shorter, so it's like birdshot, buckshot, rubber bullet, because you want the widest possible one. Mm-hmm. And then if if the if the target, we'll call it target, uh, it, it's gonna it's probably gonna wound. If they're still coming back, you want a, a more aggressive round. And then at that point, if they're still coming back. They're obviously not there just to take your fine china. You know, if 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 you've shot them with birdshot, and and they're still coming, there's something something. Wouldn't birdshot right. stop you? I mean, wouldn't yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that? I mean, pardon it, but wouldn't birdshot do damage? Just depend on how. I mean, if you're if you're ten meters, twenty meters away. I mean, the the first of all, we're American. We speak Ameri- American oh, okay, measurements. Sorry. If you're ten yards. twenty yards, I mean, it's gonna hurt. It'll hurt, but yeah. if I'm really coming in to, if if I have a if I have a goal in mind, to get Reed Fisher, I mean, yeah, I don't think bird, first of all, bird shot let's let's take a quick step yards back. Is gonna at hump thirty yards, it would you said it. I mean, it'll hurt. It'll right? hurt. Okay, can I? Can we put this to a test? And I'll give you thirty five <laughs> yards. If I put a twenty gauge bird shot hey. at thirty five yards, may I 
shoot you. Absolutely not. Well, what sort of game is this? It well, is it's dark. Sure in, this, in this scenario, yeah. Yeah. it's dark. You might not have gotten a clean shot on him. You there want you the go. widest spread that you yeah. possibly can. Definitely. And, and normally, you know, you're you're just trying – if if you fire that off and it does injure them and they leave, that's obviously best-case scenario. Yeah. It's, it's all a scare tactic. So yeah. as as it gets as you start realizing that this is going this is a fatal sort of situation, and the goal is to I never the goal is to never hopefully obviously, and, and mo- I think most people that is never going to be a reality. No, but I think we live in a world where that is a, a that is a fear for some people, right or wrong, and they want to make sure that they're prepared to take care of it's the it's the boy scout men- mentality where you always be prepared mm-hmm. look how we're looking at each other through the little eyelet we need to fix our mics yeah we'll do that next time um write it down we'll write it down yeah <laughs> okay very interesting because that is that is something that s- personally i have a i have like one of those pistol grip shotgun things the mossberg whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah. like a uh, terminator gun looking thing yeah i have a little thing that goes around I, you know what i'm going to get one of those that goes around my like crossbody, yep. that would be awesome. Yep. So that's Boy Scout. Does it say Boy? <laughs> I'm always prepared. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> okay. then yeah, keep going. But so that's the best one for home defense. Uh, what about brands of guns? I mean, it just how it, fixated do you need to be on this? No, I mean for I, I definitely wouldn't go out. Uh, it, this is your first weapon system that you've ever bought. So you're not buying a Tyco. Yeah, I'm not for buying a. Price. Yeah, I'm not buying you know Glock or you know it, it just. Beretta, one of these, one of these high dollar, you know, uh, gun manufacturers. If you, if you re- honestly just want something for the house that you're not gonna be out showing your buddies and stuff, you can go and buy a high point pistol, brand new for hundred twenty dollars. You know, and it's definitely not a gun that I'd bring to the range and try to show off because people are gonna laugh at you. It is a high point. It is like the. Um, Lowest end. It is. Yeah. It is. But now it's still from our sponsor, High Point. <laughs> yeah, High Point. <laughs> um, but it is still a boomstick. You know, it does what you'd need. What you'd need. What you need it to do. What is the what is, rank? And and I know it's it's probably Ford versus Chevy versus Dodge. But what would be if you if if one were to rank guns? Let's. You want to do yeah, handguns? Yeah. What's the let's best way to do? Handgun. Just, just handguns. handguns okay. Easiest. What would be if you could do try to do handguns or whatever you want to do? Brands of guns, best to worst. I understand there's opinion on each, but like if no, pulling a hundred people, definitely. I mean, I'm always I'm I'm partial to Beretta, like y'all know, because that's what I was trained on. That's what I that's what I'm partial to. Um, but as far as just uh, being popular in the world or America or the states or whatever, Smith and Wesson will probably be your most popular name brand in America, other than Glock. You know, because that's what a lot of police you know police mm-hmm. and uh, whoever use I mean it's just it's a it's a real big uh, name brand and then uh, Remington you got Ruger I've got a Ruger 45 that both both of y'all have shot yeah. um, it's an older model but it's still you know I love it and it's it's, it's a good firing weapon system um, you know you've got six hour as well who they've really come on with more of a tactical looking pistol yeah um, they've really they've really come a long way um, and then is that kind of the main ones? Yeah, Taurus I, is is a big one, right? Taurus. I mean, I would Taurus. I'd put them right above. It's a good. I, I have a Taurus non-mill. Um, but it's not my first go-to mm-hmm. choice, um, but I do have one. Yeah. Um, 
I I would put it at the I'd, I'd put it at the lower end of what I have. And I think the important thing with this, because I've you know we've had like, talk about the pleasure of, of knowing Dustin and, and going shooting with him, as I have kind of accrued my own collection of guns, if you will, is the best way to do this. So after you buy your your first gun, right, go into the range. And that's how I've fallen in love with the different. So I've shot his 45 Ruger, and it just feels it feels good in the hands. Mm-hmm. It feels good the every the recoil. So it could be like, oh, you want to, you know, make make something a Smith and Wesson 45, or maybe you can get a Ruger 45. Whatever the situation might be, at that point it starts to come to what's personal preference, right? right. Yeah. Because I understand that there is people who are probably diehard Glock or diehard mm-hmm. whatever it is, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel good. Yeah, then, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I grew up, my, my dad was a Chevy guy, you know, so I, like, despise Ford now. And of then course. here I am, my wife's driving a Ford, you know, however many Center. years later. I don't believe that. Oh, it is. Well, I could, it could be worse. You could own a Toyota Tundra or something. Whoa. Shots fired. No pun intended. <laughs> no, I sit in the back of y'all's and I've fallen in love with them, so that'll be my next purchase. Is a, um, okay, so let's talk about, uh, so now I feel like we have a pretty good take on guns in general. So let's go into uh, kind of use skills that you need to yeah, use. Yeah, definitely. It. And one of the probably the most important things outside of safety, which we are going to go, and I think it's important that we right. spend some time with that. Definitely. Let's talk about shooting form. Yeah. So your two biggest uh, stances, or your two most popular stances, are going to be your your Weaver stance and then um, your isosceles stance. Um, and then you've got a Israel stance in there, which is essentially the isosceles, but just with bended knees pretty much. So um, Weaver, I'm more partial to. Um, that's what I was trained on. That's what I was what I was taught on. Um, and essentially all it is is your um, – so the, the, the biggest way I could break it down was with um, isosceles, you were, um, you were kind of squared up to your target essentially, and it's like um, – I don't know, I don't so your feet job. aren't offset. No, they're not anyway. offset. So the reason I don't like that stance is, is because you're more susceptible to tripping, or uh, if you, for whatever reason, anticipate a shot, um, it could blow you back. Like you're just you're you're on a you're on a pivot point. You know what I mean? Like you. And which one is the one where you're standing with no? Uh, yeah. So Weaver is uh, you're kind of you're kind of offset. So like well, staggered. Feet. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. So you know you're. If you're, uh, for me, I'm, you know, right eye dominant. So my left foot would be up um, probably six to eight inches. And then my my right foot would be kind of splitting the difference between, uh, it, it, almost at my heel, essentially, of my left foot. <clears throat> and then uh, my knees would be slightly bent. Um, and I would have like a push-pull type of method to my arms. So like my my shooting, my right hand would be kind of bent. And then my my left left arm would be um, kind of doing the the pushing and pulling. My right arm's just kind of following through with whatever my my eyes are seeing. We downrange. need video stat, which in medical week. terms means fast. I don't know why. Let's do it. But we need because you guys could see what he's doing. Yeah, he's being real animated. But I'm like watching him and I'm visualizing. So I know it's hard for you guys to listen and do this, but it. it Try it when when while he's talking. Stick your hands out there and 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 stick your feet out and and see because I think it's partially what you're saying is also comfort. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's more of a if you can picture like a boxer 
like a boxer's foundation, like how Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali would be, how their feet would be. So standing. they're offset. They're offset yeah. and they're they're ready to pounce. Like you're whatever you can throw at them, you know, um, they're ready for essentially. So um, that's that's my go-to stance. And you know, like you said, it's kind of hard to uh, visualize kind of what you know what's what's being talked about. But so and when you're saying off, and you kind of gave some some uh, some inches and things like that but you're not talking about a really far off no you're not uh like where it almost looks like you're paused in a running motion or something definitely not you um essentially uh not like a modified sprinters type of just like you're playing with your kids or you're uh you know playing tag around island in the kitchen like you just your feet are you know you're just they're spread apart they're not just in one spot, shoulder length apart, to where you could be an easy target to push over or get mm-hmm. tripped over your feet or whatever the case is. So um, that's that's what I prefer. I prefer um, the Weaver for sure. Um, but your isosceles, it you know you definitely um, you have more. Uh, there's just in my in my opinion, there's a lot more that could go wrong with it. Okay. You know, because you're 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 wider to the target you're you're presenting yourself as like your whole chest your arms are pushed forward locked out um it's just not a position that that i prefer um and then that you know isosceles your, your feet are your your knees are locked out in isosceles um and we talked about the israel um stance earlier and so the only difference between isosceles and and israel is the bend in the knees so okay. israel you're more um you are squared up your knees are bent um arms are locked out and you're putting rounds down range. Isosceles is arms are you know completely locked out, squared up to the target, knees are locked out. What about eyes? Are both eyes open? Both one eye open? And that's just something. What about that's, no eyes open? Yeah, just no eyes. Spray and pray. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, Gross. No, you just need to. I'm. I'm more of a one eye and three quarters. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Show me what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, let me see. Okay, he looks like he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, looked like he was just like having a seizure. Yeah, right there. one of your yeah. eyelids was yeah. very much shaking vigorously. Yeah. So you do, so you're, you, how do you know if you're right eye or left eye dominant? That's the we thing. worked out, well, didn't you, we worked on this. Yeah, definitely. So I'm actually, I'm more accurate with my left eye, but I'm more comfortable with my right eye. And I've hmm. always shot right eye, right eye, right, yeah, right eye. Um, it, it, that's just something that you're gonna have to probably practice with. Practice, and see. you know, uh, whatever you feel more comfortable with, honestly. What about the the trick where you hold up a right. finger and you look at it and then close one eye and see, see which one where the finger looks like it moves? Yeah, I mean, I've never used that method, but it definitely makes sense. So and someone I, that taught marksmanship in the marine yeah. corps didn't use this method i would tell them but you're, you're gonna, telling me you're closing your no, left you eye try it if you want to you're looking out of your right eye this is how we're going to do it and that's, yeah. that's how because i imagine it. <laughs> it goes back to practice yeah like yeah. what what do you so throw you know throw three uh three magazines worth down range at one throw another three down range the other one see which one has the closest pattern yeah and that's your that's your favorite and that's yeah. the one you feel most comfortable with no definitely i know you you changed my stance um, both arms and legs and the the amount of change that it made to my pattern 
uh, was unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. and it was it was like literally like snap of a finger. I went from all this that my groupings were all over. Sorry, I just called pattern. My groupings, uh, my groupings were all over. To they were tight groupings. And then mm-hmm. he's like, all right, well now, now we got you. We got you consistent. Right. Now at this point, let's work on this little thing where you're you're anticipating and whatnot. So it was. Yeah. It, gosh, there, there's a there's an art to it and there's a sport to it that you know I really have begun to enjoy. Versus just like oh shoot to kill no there's there's a there's genuinely a fun joy to gun ownership that that and right. it's a fun hobby no definitely and you can um, I mean as long as your your shots are consistent in a grouping you can get that brought into the center of whatever your shot target is so if you can make some consistent shots I mean we can definitely tell if you're anticipating the shot or if you're over gripping or if you're whatever the case is if you're pulling um, if you're forcing um, you know, making the rifle go to the left or right or up and down, or if it's your breath or the way you're breathing, if you're not shooting at the most shallow point of your breath, if that makes sense, you know, at the kind of the, the low point of your, of your breathing, that'll definitely affect your shots. Uh, there's just so many different variables that, uh, variability, variable, variable, what am I saying? Variabilities, um, that factor into it, you know? All right. And where are you looking? You bring the, the you bring this scope or the gun up. Are you looking at the barrel? Are you looking at the target? How? What are you looking at? Yeah, so, I mean, your eye muzzle target. So, essentially, you're, um, anytime I come up, I'm at the ready. So, the ready would be uh, with the pistol, would be at my chest uh, at kind of like a 45-degree angle, pointing down at the deck, um, and then having your eyes on the target, essentially. So, whatever, it's a dog target or whatever the case is. Like, you are looking downrange, and you want to bring... A you, dog target? Is that what it's called? Don't No, I think the ones at the range are like a B B forty two or B something. Learn something okay. new. Keep yeah. going. I'm no, sorry. Anyway. I didn't mean to derail. No, yeah, anyway. Um so you always want to bring the weapon to your eyesight. Like you never want to wrap your head around the weapon, if that makes sense. Like you want to adjust the weapon to where your head is the most erect up and down. Uh, For professionals here, we can use that word. Yeah, no, up, straight up and down. Um, so you bring the muzzle up, up to your so eyesight. So start from chest yeah. up to eyesight. Yeah, chest outwards. Uh, and you want to, so you want to be focusing on the front sight post through your rear sights. So you want to line up your, um, I'm just assuming everybody has looked downrange through a pistol. So, But if you haven't, you have, almost looks like the top of a, uh, what would you say, like a castle or something maybe? Mm-hmm. kind of looks like a something you see in Tetris or whatever, but it's uh, it's kind of got like two squares mm-hmm. on either side and then a rectangle in the middle, and then your front side post is just the square or just whatever Just a square yeah. with the dot on it or whatever the case is. So you, you want to line them up, uh, but you want to make sure you want to – so if it has – if there's two dots on the rear side, one dot on the front side post, you want to line up those – three dots to make them as level as possible with that being said you do not want to focus on the the target alone you want to the target needs to be a blur in the background and you need to be focusing on the front the the front post of your of your um interesting yeah the sights the sights yeah Yeah, sorry words kind of left me there so you're not just you're not Staring, because I feel like most, me included, I focus other way around. Yeah, like no, you're definitely. Staring at the target. Yeah. 
and not even looking at the front side post. Right. Yeah. You just try and get it as close yeah, as possible. Yeah, it's I mean, and that's human nature, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, without any kind of training, like you're looking at the target, like you're looking through the weapon at your target. Like mm-hmm. that's where I need to shoot, that's where I'm looking, that's where hopefully this round lands. But no, like you definitely want to make sure that you're focusing on the front side post. Your target needs to be a blur in the background and that's really what kind of set me off in the first time i ever shot a pistol was in the marine corps when i was getting qualified to be a uh, an instructor and i shot at the top of my class i was in the top two percent of my class yeah humble humble brag that was very humble Humble so what was that you said at rise you started it was like something site what you said something at the very there's like three things target eye so get your eyes set muzzle muzzle, target target yeah. How quick would one do that? Like if you were to so explaining it to somebody, how quick does the action go from forty five degree angle at your chest, arms extended, what eye muzzle target? Like yeah. how how long is that process supposed to take? I mean, it just it's it's all muscle memory. I mean, essentially, like the the first time right out of the gate, you're not gonna just go eye muzzle target and then have a shot fired within two or three seconds, effectively. Um, you know, but the more you go over it and the more you practice it, um, it's, it's, it's all muscle memory. It's all muscle memory. And take so. your time. If you're new, take yeah. your time. No, definitely. Yeah. Don't, uh, you, you need to, you need to get the, the fundamentals down. You're just like, you know, building a house, like you need to build your stance from the ground up, you know, the ground up, you don't, and let uh, Walmart. So Walmart, when they build a Walmart, they do tilt wall panels. And then they build the foundation last. So they put the walls up first, and then they come through and put the foundation in the floor. So it's what I don't I don't know if they know more than what we do as far as building a home or a business or whatever the case is. But that's how I do it. And I just kind of see it completely backwards of the way you would want to build your shooting. A, yeah, yeah, shooting. Yeah. So yeah, build from the ground up. You know, legs, knees, uh, arms, chest, whatever the case is, head, and and go from there. So. Okay. What about gun safety? Let's jump into a little bit of gun safety. Yeah. So what what are some things that you need to make sure in, in general and then at the range? No, yeah, definitely. So you always want to make sure that you're being a responsible gun owner. Um, you need to, anytime, anytime you pick up a weapon, you need to, you, you need to be in the mindset that this gun is loaded. It's yeah. loaded. You know, even if you know that it's not, you put it up, no rounding chamber, whatever the case is, this gun's loaded. Um, so uh, for me personally, I've got um, any any weapon system now that you buy new, they have like a, a lock with a little key or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to like a pawn shop or if you buy it from your buddy Dale down the road, you're not going to have something like Old that. Old Dale. Old Dale. Um I mean, but there's all, you know, there's, there's trigger locks, uh, just all kinds of, you, you need to have something on each one of your weapons. And they have like extremely tactical looking gun locks that can be um, taken off within seconds just by like the placement of your fingers, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. So um, especially with having kids at home, like I know we all do, yep. um, you know, whether it be a safe or um in a safe night drawer type of deal um, that they definitely need to be locked up somewhere somehow. Yeah. Um, but no, as far as um, the gun safety, um, yeah, treat every weapon as if it was loaded. Um, only point your firearm at something that you're, you know, like if you 
willing to shoot you know what i mean like don't you're not pointing at the neighbor's dog down the road just to kind of try to whatever you're doing you know um and then um you need to have your finger your shooting figure straighten off the trigger until you're ready to fire you know i know you see a lot of like action movies where um john wick he's got his finger in the trigger the 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 trigger and he's just like running and and chopping and his fingers curled around the trigger or whatever let's you know you're not john wick this isn't a movie you know it's not yeah. something that so i would keep it straight on the outside yeah straighten off the trigger until you're ready to fire for sure because you know you could trip you could fall you could anything yeah and that 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 the the weapon's gonna go off and then you are liable for whatever comes out of the end of that barrel that's on you yeah so definitely need to be aware of your surroundings even if you're shooting at a target you need to be aware of your surroundings and what lies beyond that target as well right you know so if you shoot if you shoot uncle doug's cow you know 200 yards down the road with your rifle like that's still on you, you does doug know dale Doug did, and Dale, Dale know, did Doug know that Dale gave you the gun that he, shot the cow? Well, you know, the cow's name's Carl. Carl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely need to be aware of your surroundings. and Because um, it's a very dangerous thing. And just like is. any, any dangerous thing, you need to, if, if you're around it, you just need to be aware definitely of of the, of the danger and just respect the power that yeah, it has. Absolutely. You essentially are... you're holding yeah you're holding the power in your hands like if you have a chl or whatever uh, and you walk into a room like you are the man in charge pretty much like you have that power so with that power comes a lot of responsibility yeah you know so so interesting spider-man said that first of all let's talk Mm -hmm. about that but the um the whole uh the whole uh Oh my gosh! Just keep going. Now I you got me sidetracked on Spider Man. <laughs> no, you got yourself sidetracked on Spider. You're the one that brought it up. Speaking of Spider Man, you want Are you? you no, got, you got it. Keep going. You just go. It? I'll think about it later. I'm so sorry. I kids? derailed it. You know, kids safety. Yeah, let's do. Let's jump into kids safety. Yeah. So I'm all about that. So my this is very important to me as no, well. No, definitely. So my I have seven year old twins at home. And they have always, oh, I have a three-year-old baby girl as well. Um, and they have always been around shooting and just seeing different weapon systems through throughout. You know, it's it's not an everyday, um, it, it, they don't see them every day, but they still know. Uh, they still, okay, so that we have Nerf guns at home. Uh, they practice muzzle awareness. They practice, you know, keeping fingers straight off the trigger until they're ready to fire at their yeah. sisters or whatever the case is like so there's all these are all things that you can instill in your kids at a young age that they don't necessarily you can have a serious conversation with them you right. can tell them you know hey these are you know these are mommy and daddy's guns like this is where they are they need to know they they need to know what they are and what they do and they they need to be they need to have that knowledge about them you know because if in a safe place. In a safe think, manner, yes. To ask questions. Definitely. Because all kids, all people are curious. Absolutely. Um, so there needs to be a safe place for them to ask questions and kind of get that curiosity out. Right. As opposed to, like, being really shut off. Right. And they're going to they're gonna find the answers one way, whether it's at your house or at some Yeah, somebody else's. And, and that's, that's the thing. That's is, a scary aspect. Yeah, I don't want them the first time they see in 
hope they see they see a weapon system is that down the road at Sophia's house and her hey my dad has this gun come check it out and yeah. then it's just not good from there so um, but yeah I think knowledge is power for sure the more they know the more they and getting them started shoot. early yes definitely you know 22 uh, that's what I started my girl or BB Nerf gun BB gun 22 um, they've shot 270 556 223 things of those natures so um, it's just it's the the knowledge and the power is there like they know these things go boom uh, and they I, I would like to think that I did, did my due diligence as a parent as a responsible gun owner having weapons in the house yeah. that I'm doing everything I can to protect them with these weapons that could potentially and there is absolutely nothing more tragic than hearing about guns like a child getting hurt right right because they were curious and they were playing yeah, it's with just, it. Yeah, it's just it's lack of, you know, lack of knowledge. And that's what I was I, – I lost my train of thought earlier, but what I was getting to was having that healthy fear yeah. is – you're mm-hmm. talking about great power comes great responsibility, and I just got sidetracked. But that healthy fear of, of guns I think is important because of the curiosity, Johnny, that you talked about is understanding what can happen to eliminate the curiosity to, yep. to say, hey, no, you know – um, you know, in our house, what we teach is if you see a gun anywhere, I don't care if it's at your house, if it's at my house, if it's Sophia's house, Dale's house, if they see a gun, they know, and we've 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 done it, you go run and tell an adult, yeah. no matter what. That's what you do. If you see a gun out, you run and tell an adult. We've talked about it. I've put a gun out, uh, you know, unloaded, magazine out, just to test them, and they've done a good job. But I think having that safety and, and them understanding if they get put into that situation – that you cannot always, you know, uh, helicopter parent them. There's going to be a time that they're going to be at Sophia's house, and Sophia says, "My dad has this," and Sophia's dad does not practice yeah. good gun safety. Right. What is your kid going to do? And if you don't, the stakes at that moment are ex- extremely high. Yeah, yeah, and you get them into a place where they know what to do. I think the the sticking your head in the sand approach. Even if you don't agree with gun control, with with guns, and you are like, hey, you know, take guns. The reality is, people are there's guns in houses, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about realities. That having a healthy fear and understanding what's what can happen, I think, is so very important mm-hmm. uh, to educate not only our listeners but our listeners' children as well of what what yeah. can happen and and get them comfortable. Definitely. Go to a range. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's good. I think it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Absolutely. So. I think that's all we're going to be able to cover today. I think that we, um, I, th- I think we covered a lot of good information, and you know, I think it's good that we ended with safety because I think that um, safety needs to be the last last thing that people get out of this because you know there's so much information. But at the end of the day, if you are a great shot and all that stuff, and you're not acting safely, either yourself or somebody is going to get hurt, and that's yeah. certainly uh, something that you need to have that healthy fear. And, and respect for so um, man what a great privilege thank first off thank you for not first off because this is the last thing we're saying but thank you for your service as as <laughs> no. a uh, as a marine yeah thank you uh, Dustin for for those that haven't gotten the pleasure of knowing him is one of the most humble guys when it comes to his service and he was he was in it in and uh, so thank you very much thank for you. Uh, for giving that and and ha- being able to have a uh, marksmanship expert is a, is a great privilege for us. So um, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate um, you having me. 
All right. So for those of us, thank you for our listeners. I, I appreciate you spending time with us and, and joining us for another episode. The best thing that you can do to help us uh, continue in this journey is to um, is to give us a five-star review. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go in and give us a five-star review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter as well. So you can reach out and let us know if you have any other topics or uh, give us feedback. So again, thank you for listening, and we will catch up with you soon. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Mantelligent Podcast. This is the show for guys and all about guys, where we will continue to give you the tools and resources to become the man you always wanted to be. This is Johnny and Reed signing off and reminding you to be Mantelligent. Intelligent.